Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Property Pros Podcast. I'm Mark Goldwich. I'm Peter LaFramboy. We are public insurance adjusters in Jacksonville, Florida, but interested in all things property. And to that end, we have another really great guest for you today. Claudio Vilas is passionate about business, small business. He's a business broker with Sunbelt Business Brokers of South Florida. Claudia, tell folks about yourself, what you do, and why you're so passionate about your business. Well, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Peter. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being with you. I've seen your podcast before. I think you're doing a fantastic job with that. And uh, I'm glad to be part of uh, at least one of your episodes. I appreciate it very, very much. Um, what can I say? I think, uh, you know, we were talking off camera. The, the uh, businesses, the small businesses is the lifeblood of any economy and especially the American economy. Uh, 80% of uh, our economy is driven by small businesses. Uh, and uh, I'm just passionate about that. I think the business owner uh, needs a lot of support and help and recognition that, you know, we don't always get. I'm also a business owner myself. So, you know, we don't always get that. And I think, you know, just a little bit of a push, a little bit of help can go a long way when you um, help a small business owner. So I love it. I, I'm just passionate about it. I think that's great. I mean, why don't you give us a little background? How did you go from phases in your career to where you are now? What What's your uh, work-life experience and stuff? Okay, well, we can go back to when I was 18 years old, I started my own business. And uh, uh, it was a, an English teaching academy in Buenos Aires. I'm from Argentina. And uh, I, I would teach uh, executives from uh, different companies how to make presentations, marketing presentations, and so forth in English. Uh, that's how I paid for my college. Uh, I finished that and uh, I sold the company to join the corporate, uh, corporate America, although it wasn't America because it was in Argentina, but it was a, an American company, it was Johnson & Johnson. And from then I uh, you know, just moved up the ranks and uh, uh, ended up uh, about seven years ago retiring from J&J here in, in the United States and doing what my passion really was, which was actually going back to small business. I bought small businesses. I, I am an owner of small businesses here in, in South Florida. And then I met a um, business broker as I was looking for businesses. And I thought, this is exactly what I want to do when I grow up. So <laughs> fortunately, it's a few years. Away. Yeah, it didn't take you that long to grow up, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but you, you've done a lot along the way. I mean, you skipped through um a, a lot of a really a long history of of different occupations and and businesses and you, you made it sound like it was uh, really quick oh yeah well life goes by really fast so you know sometimes uh, uh you gotta uh, enjoy the moment because you really you know you wake up one day and uh, 20 years have gone by but I did a lot. You're right. You know, I, I've been in marketing. I've been in sales. I've been in uh, supply chain, uh, finances, you name it. I've done it. Uh, and in a large corporation and, uh, you know, as a small business owner as, as well. I started businesses. I sold businesses. And now what I do is really help uh, small business owners uh, either to get in the business, uh, you know, buying a business or uh, get out and uh, retire or, or move on to somewhere else uh, by selling their business. And uh, it's, it's a really interesting experience because it's, it's much more about 
the psychology of the buyer and the seller that you would think, right? You would think that selling a business has to do a lot with the finances and, and management and marketing, and it does, it does, but you know, the human aspect of it, the, uh, uh, the personal aspect of it sometimes goes unnoticed. And you know, the struggles of a seller that has uh, owned a business for 20 years and now he's, uh, he's retiring, you know, and it's his baby. And it's understandable that you know, he's very much attached to his business. So to let go is really difficult. And on the other side, you have the struggles of the buyer who doesn't know what exactly he is buying, you know, what's under the hood um, in, in that car that he's getting, you know, uh, and is he going to do well or not? Is he, you know, going to make money or is he going to lose his, uh, uh, you know, family annual, you know, savings? So it's, it's a really interesting process. Very, very interesting. What do you think is your favorite part of it? Oh, the closing table. <laughs> when when you're done and, uh, you know, you have a happy seller and a happy buyer, you know, it's funny, but it's true. It, it takes months. It takes really, you know, a long time to close a sale of a business. It's not like when you sell a house at all. It's, um, you know, it, it's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of negotiation. It's a lot of, you know, buyers and sellers trying to kill each other and I have to be in the middle. So that doesn't happen. Um, and, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, many backs and forth not to get to the closing table. So it's, it's sometimes a frustrating experience. And as a business broker, like I said, you know, you do a lot in the psychological part, if you will. Right. So you, you bought and sold businesses before becoming a business broker, right? Right. Right. So you kind of, you kind of knew the process on both both ends, which I imagine you you said, well, that's why I can be a good fit in this. I've already done this myself. What surprised you the most after getting into it, where now it's your job to broker that agreement? Well, yeah, the, what surprised me the most uh, again is the fact that I didn't think it was such a personal. Um, profession, if you will, right? It, it has, it's such a people oriented profession. It's more than a real estate uh, because, uh, you know, selling a house because the, the attachment, the emotional attachment there is very real sometimes. And uh, I wasn't expecting that. So I, that, that was, you know, my first learning is how to be patient, how to understand that a buyer that looks at five, six, seven different businesses before buying one is doing so because it's actually his money, his, uh, you know, probably the life savings that he's betting on that. And uh, it does take a long time to do that, right? Um, the other thing that surprised me a lot, and uh, uh, I, that's one of the things that I'm really focusing in on, is the lack of uh, uh, understanding that most business owners have about the whole process and the lack of preparation that businesses uh, have. So, you know, I get a lot of calls from business owners that they want to sell the business because something bad happened in their life and they have to sell the business. So you have to sell your business for, you know, unfortunately you, you have a, a, a new illness, uh, you're, you're sick or, or you got a divorce or, uh, you know, something, or you're moving. Sometimes it's not a, something bad, but you're moving to a different state and you have to sell your business. And 90% of the time, they're not prepared for that. And uh, 
that's a, a, it's not a good situation because you can't get the whole value that you could get from it if you were prepared for it, right? Absolutely. Um, are there types of businesses that you specialize in or just any business? No, I, I do any business. I've done uh, anything from construction, uh, adjusters, uh, uh, property management, I've done hair salons, I've done a little bit of everything um, and uh, I, I enjoy doing that. Like I said, when I first started my life in business, I started as a business, sorry, as a uh, English teacher and the thing that I love that, about that is that I was actually teaching English to executives from different companies. So I had the opportunity to talk about all these different businesses. I was with, I don't know, American Express talking about uh, cards. I was with Gillette talking about, you know, shaving. And then I was with uh, Johnson & Johnson talking about, um, I don't know, medical devices. And, and the fact that in one day you can talk with different people about completely different subjects, uh, to me is really exciting. Now, when you do that, you also realize that there's core issues that happen in every, in every business. So, and I love to connect dots, right? So I'm talking with somebody about this business and I'm trying to think, okay, well, how does this connect to my experience with other businesses? And how does this, how can I help this person by giving him somehow an experience from somebody else that has nothing to do with his business, but there's something in common there. And uh, that, that to me, is a lot of fun. That's why I like doing this. We could really go down a rabbit hole with this. I think this is an interesting subject. So when people call you, they say, hey, I want a business, but I don't know what to get. Are you helping marry them the way a real estate agent would marry them with a house and a neighborhood and things like that and say, I think you'd be good in the restaurants or I think you'd be good in this or that? Are you? Yes. That, that, yeah, that, uh, that's a really good point. I do that. Uh, you know, I, I have a conversation with a buyer. Uh, and I try to understand what he likes best. For example, if you're more into, if you're a people person, it's one type of businesses that you're going to be looking for that it's more towards, you know, selling or being out there or networking and so forth. If you're more of an introvert and, and you like the analytics parts, uh, there, there's other businesses that you should look into, right? And, and you know, it, it's, it's really, what's your background, right? You come from finance. Well, if you come from finance, you might not be very um, uh, comfortable doing sales. Uh, so, so I do that a lot and uh, we have a lot of conversations. I take a lot of time with my buyers to try to understand, you know, what would be a best fit for them? Because there's one question that everybody asks. It says, what's the best business, right? And the best business doesn't exist because it really depends on you and it's the best business for you in your situation, with your background, with your expertise, with your passion. Because the other thing is when you buy a business, you're actually getting married to that business. It's even worse than getting married because you can get divorced if you get married. In the business, you got to sell it to somebody else. And it's not that easy to sell. And especially if you're not passionate about the business that you're running, if you don't like what you're doing, you're probably going to run it into the ground and then you're going to lose the money that you invested. And it's nobody's fault, but you know, yours. So you gotta be very, very careful on the decision of what business you're going to buy. And I try, I do my best to to help buyers do that. And uh, it, it's uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. That's interesting. I guess I didn't really think about uh, how many people might be calling you and say, "I want to buy a business, but I don't know what <laughs> kind of business 
I want to buy. I would I would think they would already know. I, I saw this business was for sale. I want to buy that business, or they know exactly what business. But no, no, no. You and and I think it takes a lot of introspection before you even go out and start looking for businesses. And you know, in in, in my website, I I just designed a new website that I launched about a week or two ago. And, and that's what I'm doing in the website, trying to ask my buyers and my sellers questions rather than just showing you, you know, you got this menu of businesses. Uh, it's like, okay, well, think about first of, of all, what do you like? What do you want to do? You know, what, uh, what excites you? What uh, moves you? What gets you? What gets you out of the bed? And, and then start saying, okay, well, what kind of business will I be able to buy that will help me get out of the bed? If, you know, there's businesses that are very profitable, but they're terrible to run if you don't like them. And uh, it's not going to be profitable for you, right? So it's, it's really interesting. And, and the other side is also very interesting, the sellers, and they don't know what they're going to do when they sell the business. <clears throat> so how do you prepare for that? Well, that's, a, that's a good question. I mean, uh, before we got on, we, we were talking about some topics that we had, and one of them was, you know, getting ready to sell or the things you talk about. If you own a business and you say that at some point I will eventually want to sell it, what should they do now? That's a great point. I think you should be ready to sell the business the day you buy it. Uh, there's a book that I love that really, you know, I, I follow very much and it's an old one. It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in that book, Stephen Covey says, start with the end in mind. So you buy the business thinking of when you're going to sell it and how you're going to sell it. And it's, it's, you know, it's not only because something bad can happen and you have to sell it tomorrow. It's just plain smart management. Uh, what's your main job as a entrepreneur? Basically is to create value. And what does create value mean? Means that the value of your business is going to grow. If you grow the value of your business, you're getting your business ready to sell and everybody has a price, right? So you need to be sure that if somebody comes and says, Hey, I want to buy your business, you know how much you want for that business. Uh, so having the business ready for sell at any point means that you have your business running on all, all cylinders, that everything's working well, that, you know, you have managed to have the business working rather than you. Because one of the most important things when you sell a business, one, one of the value drivers, there's, there's things that we call value drivers. So the issues that make the business more valuable. One of the biggest value drivers is that the business can manage its, itself, that you as an owner are completely out of the business. Now, as entrepreneurs, we all have our ego, right? And we think, oh, I want to be the do all end all of the business. Well. It's good for our ego, but it's not good for our business. If you're able to get the business running by itself, you're going to be able to sell it for a lot more money than if you are the driver of that business. Because the buyer, again, you got to look at it from both sides. The buyer is going to say, well, so what's going to happen? This guy knows everybody. He's friends with all the clients. He's perfect. Well, but it's him. If he leaves the business, how am I going to step into his shoes? Right? So. Running a business as if you were going to sell it tomorrow really brings a lot of advantages and, and value. 
Yeah, you touched on a couple of things that you know as you're as you're talking, I'm going, I'm going, yeah, yeah, that's me, that was me, that will be me. Um, when I first started the business, it really was just me, and so no, I didn't start the business with a with a thought process of selling the business, right? It really was uh, several years later. I got a business coach, and his definition of a business was a profitable enterprise that works without me, right? Just just what you said. And if that business isn't running without you, then it's your job. And it's not really a business that you can sell to anybody else because you can't leave. You're the whole, if you're the whole business. So I'm sure there are a lot of people thinking similarly, or I went from that phase to even even when I thought about the business being profitable without me, I still, I didn't want to leave the business. I had no interest in selling. And of course I wasn't thinking about, you know, getting hit by a bus. That wasn't, that wasn't top of, of my list of things to do that day. So never really imagined, you know, it would happen to me, but you make a great point that it is something that you, you're doing something wrong if you're not thinking about it in those terms of get, always being ready to sell the business. How do you deal with folks who, you know, now they have to sell the business and they never really thought of it before? You've, you've, you must have a lot that you have to uh, prepare them for. Yeah, the, the, the great point. Great point. Listen, uh, there's there's a saying that says that you know making money is easy. You buy low and you sell high. Uh, so you buy uh, low stock and you sell it high. Yeah, that, that's great because it makes sense, but nobody follows it because again, the your psychology comes into mind. Most people, you know, when they call me and they say I want to sell the business, are not ready to sell that business. And and not only about the the owner being part of too too much of a part of the business, but there's many other things that the business doesn't have that if they had planned a year before, they would, you know, you, you would capitalize on that. Um, so what I do with my, my sellers, uh, we have a really heart to heart conversation. Uh, if uh, the business is ready to, to sell, of course, we put it in the market. I do the valuation. We can talk about valuation in a minute. <clears throat> but if, it, if, if it's not ready to sell and he, has he or she have time I don't know, maybe six months, nine months. I'd rather work with them and make sure that we, you know, we put it ready for sale. And and that doesn't mean masking anything. It means saying, okay, well, you get yourself out of the business. Make sure you hire somebody that uh, can take care of it. You take care of your people, right? Make sure that if a buyer comes, and of course, it depends on the size of the business, right? You can do some things or not. But if you have a medium-sized business and you want to sell it, make sure you have a succession plan in place. So who's going to replace you? Um, who is going to be doing your activities? Also, make sure you have written um, procedures and processes because the buyer is going to want to you know, buy a business that it's running. So if I have the opportunity to work with my buyer six months, you know, nine months, a year before they sell the business, I, I, I really do that and I don't do it myself. I have other people I work with that, you know, they, they help you put it up uh, in the best shape possible. Now, if you don't have the, for some reason you have to sell it, well, 
we'll do what we can, but you know that you're not going to get, you know, full price for it or, or exactly what you were asking for. Oh, really interesting. Um, how do you, how, so we talked a little bit about the valuation if you had other people running it versus you. Do you want to expand on that a little bit for our audience? On valuation, yes, yes. There's several different methods uh, to value businesses. I'm not going to get into the technicalities of it, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to your selling a product. Your business is another product that's in the market and it's competing to other products, okay? So if you're selling a um, property management uh, business and there's five other property managements in, in, in the market, well, that means you're competing there. So your valuation can't be too far from the other four or fives. Just like what you do with a house where you have comps, in business brokerage, you also have comps as well. And it's the other businesses. It's a little bit more complicated because in the real estate market, you know that you have you know two bathrooms, uh, uh, three bedrooms or whatever, dining room. In business, the information that's relevant for the business is a little bit more difficult because typically these are private businesses. So it's not, um, it's not publicly available, but you know how much the business makes, which is uh, in, in our world, it's called SDE, which is the seller's discretionary earnings, how much the business owner takes home and you know how much their price. So let's suppose I'll give you a big number, a business that makes, I don't know, $100,000, it's in the market for $300,000. That's a three multiple, 300 over 100, that's three, okay? So if you have another business that's similar to this one and you wanted to put it at 10 times multiple, you're not gonna sell it, right? So, so the, the multipliers are what drive the valuation in small business. Again, there's many other technical things that you can discuss, but at the end of the day, when you put the business on the market, you're gonna be competing to other ones and you gotta make sure that you're somewhere there. Now, from that average, you could go higher if you have the value drivers that I spoke about before better. So one, two businesses that they make the same amount of money at the end of the year, but one business, for example, in, in the case of uh, uh, property management, one business only has five large clients that make up 90% of their income, and the other one has 20 clients that where the income is you know, uh, spread out the one that has more spread out income because it's more, it's safer, it's more secure, is gonna be valued pro better than the one that has concentration of cl clients, okay? So it's, it, it takes time to do a good valuation and at the end of the day, it's gonna be you know, what the seller wants to accept from the buyer because we give a number, which is an estimate, but you know, the moment that this is going to be defined is when they're at the negotiation table. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, obviously, if you only had five clients versus 20, if you lost, if each of those businesses lost two clients, it's a big, big difference in the impact on the company that only has five clients. So that's a good point. It makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, one of the things that we had here to ask you about is uh, growth through acquisition. I've never done it myself. Can you talk a little bit about growth through acquisition? Yeah, sure. Well, growth through acquisition is it's, it's a really interesting strategy in many businesses and actually in property management is a really, really good way to grow. Uh, you know, in property management, uh, the 
clients tend to be very loyal and uh, it's hard to acquire new clients unless somebody's really you know messing it up up there uh, it's really hard to get to somebody because most of the time you have you know years of uh, uh, of relationships so a good way to grow your business is actually through acquisition so buy your competition and that's one way so basically that means you're growing horizontally you have one company you buy the second one you buy the third one the good thing about that is that it doesn't really matter how much money the second one uh, is actually making because you can get economies of scale you can get synergies right so what you're looking for is you're looking for the revenue and for the new clients if you're able to manage them with the structure that you have of course you can make more money so and, and again it's a good way in in uh, businesses or in, in markets where it's hard to get new clients it's a lot easier to get you know uh, to buy a company and get the clients from that company that's one way the other way to grow through acquisition is to buy other services that you're you know you're buying from you're integrating like for example i don't know landscaping or or pool maintenance or you know you already have a hub and then now you're adding and they're called uh add-ons right so you have it's called a platform you have a platform and then you put some add-ons to it and it's if you um are if, if you want to be successful in this and and you want to uh, uh plan to do it there's very interesting strategies that you can do and it could be really really um, profitable not only that uh, it's profitable and more secure or, or less risky if you will not there's nothing 100% uh, secure but less risky than just buying something else or you know selling your company and go buy something completely different uh, you, you can use the leverage from your own company you can use the credit from your own company to buy another company and you can make your capital uh, turn a lot faster. So. Very interesting. Claudio, God, I got nothing but time for you today, bud. We can, talk, we can talk all day long about this stuff. I can see why you're so passionate about it. Yeah, for sure. To look at the business from this point of view, which is basically your business is a product that you could sell, really changes much, much of the perspective, right? And uh, uh, we're typically you know, if you're managing your business, you're thinking about, you know, tomorrow's deadline and, you know, what happened with this or happened with that. And, and you have to take yourself a little bit out of that and, you know, go a little bit, you know, higher and, and take time to say, OK, well, what am I doing that actually adds value? OK, so if you're thinking of what am I doing that actually adds value, you're thinking of putting your business ready to sell, even if you're not going to sell it, right? I don't want to say, of course, I'm a business broker, I sell businesses, but this is all about, you know, you being ready to sell because that's the greatest way you can, you can manage your business. So when you finish your daily job and you go back home and you have a glass of wine and you're just thinking about the day, you know, so what do you think about, okay? Are you thinking about tomorrow's deadline or are you thinking about next year's plan? Right. So what you're doing today, how is it affecting not only tomorrow, but next year, two years from now? You know, what is your legacy? Right. What are you going to you know, when, when you're done? What are you leaving behind? What, what have you built? So if you're thinking that way, you're going to be changing some of the things that you do every day. And uh, I personally, I, I, I love to wake up really early in the morning 
And that's when I start building, for example, I was telling you my website. Why do I do that? I could live, you know, by selling and buying businesses all day. But by building a website, I'm putting something together that it's going to grow in the future. So it's not going to give me a new sell tomorrow. It's going to give me more sales four or five years from now. It's, and, and that's how you plan, right? That's how you build uh, a, a legacy and that's how you build a business. And uh, if, if I can help, and I always say this, uh, if I can help one person, you know, build one business, the effect that that has in society, it's amazing because you get one guy that buys a business and he makes it grow to five people. Now you have five families that are feeding off that business. He is getting all these suppliers that are, you know, supplying him. So he builds business and, and just think of that and multiply it by, you know, 360 million people we have in America. Well, the, 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 the impact that you can make by thinking that way is really, really powerful. Yeah. I mean, what you just talked about really hits home, especially with the legacy aspects of it. Um, I started the, my business 18 years ago, and I think I maybe have 10 years left at tops. Um, and actually about two years ago, brought my son into the business. And so, you know, of course I'm thinking that that's going to be the succession plan. Um, but then we're still going to have to uh, talk with somebody like you about, well, is he just taking over it or is he purchasing it? Am I going to be staying on for a couple of years uh, to consult or to, you know, what? there's still a lot more to think about, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with you. Most of us want to, you know, leave our, our business to our kids. I tried to do that just like you. Unfortunately, I failed. So... <laughs> So, so none of my kids want anything to do with this. Actually, I'm, I'm lying and I'm doing this just for jokes. But my, my daughter worked with me for a couple of years. She really learned a lot. Uh, I think, you know, uh, I, I think, Mark, you're a, you're a family man just like I am. And, you know, we like to, to leave our uh, kids something, right? And hopefully it's our business. And sometimes, you know, they, they're, they're going to move on, unfortunately, and they're not going to want what we're giving them. But, uh, but it's, it's a good thought. And, and many people actually do, right? Uh, leave their, their businesses to their kids. I think the important thing is to teach them how to, again, build the business. One of the things that, you know, I'm also passionate about, having been in both sides of the equation, having been uh, in, in corporate America and having been in a small business America. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of... Uh, support that you get when you're in a big corporation that a small business owner doesn't have. But there's also a lot of things that we uh, are, we have access to, but we don't know. So the other thing that I'm passionate about is, you know, providing or helping people find tools, resources that will help you as a business owner, whether again, whether it's a property management or whatever other business like for example I, I i work a lot with score which is a really great organization um and they provide a lot of support that we as business owners need um you know I, 
one of the things that surprises me when I work with business owners is when we talk about the uh, financials, right? And we talk about the PNL, we talk about the balance sheet, we talk about the uh, um, a cash flow. And the first thing I notice is that not many people understand what that actually means, right? And that's a lifeblood of the business. 99% uh, of us just remember about this up to last week where we had to put our taxes together. And uh, if you know the amount of information you could get from understanding the financials of your business and how that can help you make the right decisions to make your business grow, you know, I think a lot of people would actually pay more attention to it. But, you know, we don't pay attention to it. It's, oh, no, yeah, I got to call my accountant because I got to pay as, as little as I can on taxes. And that's about it. Uh, but there's a lot more to it, right? And, and organizations like SCORE, and there's other uh, organizations as well, they help you and they teach you how to, how to do that, how to manage your business beyond being an employee of your own business. Right. That's, you know, a big reason why I still have a business coach after, you know, almost 19 years is because I was not good with the financials except for you know, going to the ATM and looking and seeing what the balance was. That was my financial report to myself, right? And like a lot of business owners, well, well now through, you know, because my business coach, we meet on a regular basis. We, we go over that every single time we meet, we go over the P&Ls um, to make sure that I'm understanding it more and more and more all the time and then trying to find areas of weakness and, and working on those. You don't think constantly how much money it costs a month just to keep the doors open and how many, how much revenue that takes? Yeah, well, we kind of do, but I also know that we that we have uh, cash on hand that'll take care of, um, you know, many months of that. But we do, we look at it every, we look Claudia, at it every I, month. I lose sleep over <laughs> it. I, I... My wife knows how much money we have to bring in on a monthly basis just to pay the basic bills. It's drilled into everybody's head how much money we have to make to pay the very basics uh, operating. Well, and that's the struggle. That's the struggle that you as a business owner has. And that's the struggle that when you're an employee, you don't have and you don't realize, you know, how hard it is to stay up at night and say, hey, Am I going to be able to pay, you know, payroll next week or not? And, and, and until you're in the shoes of a business owner, you never know what that feels like. Right. And that's why I have so much respect for business owners, because it, it, it's, it's really difficult, really difficult. But, you know, the other thing that I think it's important to not only be ready to sell from a business point of view, but be ready to sell by knowing what your options are. Okay. I had a situation just a year ago where I, I was selling a, a pretty large corporation, a company, not a corporation. Um, and, and the owner, he'd worked in the company for many, many, many years. He built it from the ground up and his idea was, okay, well, I'm going to sell it and that's it, right? I get the money and that's it. He didn't know all the different alternatives that you have when you sell a company, when you build a fairly large size company, you know, it's over five to 10 million um, in, in revenues, right? When you're going up over a million dollars in, in EBITDA, uh, you have a lot of options that could actually be better than just selling the company, right? Be part of a board of directors, be 
you know, get get a percentage of uh, the earnings for the next 10 years. And and of course, that has a lot of um, implications in taxes, right? Sometimes you sell the business and taxes just eat you alive. If you don't know how to structure that and you can't think of that the day you're selling the business, you got to think of that way before you do that and be prepared for that. Right. So it's not only about preparing the business for sale, it's preparing yourself to live the best life possible after you sold it. Right. You know, if you were able to buy a nice house, a nice, you know, boat or something, if you like boating. Uh, and I'm saying this because I had a meeting this morning about that. Right. Uh, the, 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 the seller, you know, she says, well, I just want to sell the business. I got a nice yacht I bought and uh, I want to be able to enjoy it. I said, well, you know, you got to take care of the taxes because they can eat you alive. So, you know, be prepared for all that and, and know that you have uh, alternatives and people that can help you. Well, again, as business owners, sometimes we're very uh, a little bit uh, obnoxious, if you will. I am. I, I, I got to admit it. Uh, so so I, I tend not to ask for help, you know, uh, but there's so many resources that we can uh, touch and that we can get that we don't have to really pay. There's a lot of, you know, free resources out there and some of them that are not free, but they're not that expensive that can help us have a business that can be sold anytime, even if you don't want to. But if you sell it, also keep as much money as you can um, from, you know, from taxes. Uh, so Gets me fired up. Makes me want to go out there and start fighting with insurance companies more, I guess, right? <laughs> lots, lots, lots of good info. Um, Claudia, is there, are there any other, as, we're, as we wrap this up, uh, other items you want to let the audience know? I'm, sh I'm sure they've found it as informative as, as we did. This is a great topic. No, I think, I, you know, I, I think that as, as business owners, we really need to focus on, on, on creating value. And, and uh, that at the end of the day shows up in your net income and it shows up in the value of your business and it shows up in how many more employees you can, you can hire, uh, how many more clients you can uh, take. I mean, you know, that's, that's the essence of what we do. Try to do the most for the lowest uh, cost and the most effective. And, uh, you know, I, I just like to help doing that if I can. Uh, and, uh, you know, kudos to everybody that decides to go into business because it's one of the most difficult things that you can do. Right. So that's, that's my final words, if you will. <laughs> well, thanks again, Claudio. Um, by the way, how should people get in touch with you? Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is uh, uh, just go to my website, which is a very simple website, C as in Charlie, V as in Victor, cvbusinessbroker.com. Uh, it's a newly created website. Just a week uh, ago, I launched it. Um, and I'm going to be building a lot of uh, resources and a lot of uh, videos to help people increase the value of their business and you know eventually if they want to sell it sell it uh, um, so that's the best one then my email is a little difficult to uh, uh, to uh, spell so it's claudio vilas claudio.vilas at sunbeltnetwork.com maybe you can put it somewhere if you want 
and and myself so, my cell phone is nine five four seven seven four four one four one. I'm always available. Uh, although my wife doesn't like it very much, but uh, you can call anytime. <laughs> okay, well, we will get all that information posted, and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna check out the CV Business Broker myself. Look forward to checking out some of your videos. Really appreciate your taking the time to chat with us today. Folks, if um, if you enjoyed this, you want to see other videos, check us out on uh, YouTube or other social media at Property Pros Podcast. And until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks for being with us.